Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. We just can't let teams hang around. You know, we, we, we kind of, like I said, turn the ball over. You know, defense, we played incredible defense, but we just going too fast. Then when, we, when I came back in with that second unit, we let them back in the game. And then it's still like, you know, giving up easy buckets. We just got to be able to take, as a collective unit, just be able to um, stay locked in and stay focused uh, throughout the, the whole 48. Donovan Mitchell after the Jazz lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves. A... 23-4 run in the fourth quarter was decisive, but as Donovan points out, mistakes made earlier in the game. PK on the radio, Locke and Booner were talking at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, the Jazz are ahead, but it feels like they ought to be up by 10 or 15. They'd squandered a bunch of opportunities. And sure enough, they give up a run in the fourth quarter and they get beat. Well, they had problems getting stops, and they also had problems getting goes, too. Problems getting goes. We always hear about stops, and the yep. opposite of stops is goes. And I don't I offensively, they they struggle to have goes. Yeah, quick cool. shots, one pass, launching a semi-contested shot, some poor decisions in the midst of that run. And I hate semi-contested shots. It's the one thing I've banged on. I've never played the game, but it just seems to me don't take semi-contested shots. Don't run out of air this early. You gotta oh, pace yourself. Oh. oh, there you are. Good, you're back. You just regroup. You're, you, just, you huddle up and you go. Carl Anthony Towns, three big three pointers down the stretch. Helping Minnesota take control of that game. Same two teams Wednesday night in Minnesota. What does that mean? It means the Jazz should win. You're supposed to split when you play twice in three days, but. Not in, Yuck. Two I days. <laughs> I was warned about this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is. He gets like to talk schedule. Come on in, Yach. First words out of his mouth this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. They had two games in seven days. <laughs> and no PK. I'm not coming, going over And they went 0-2. This is a soft spot in the schedule, and they, they didn't capitalize at all. Dang. Dang, did, Tom. Do the Jazz needs a, a big man to shoot a three? They need a five. Because Tony Towns had it going on from, from the, he had a lot of goes. Tony Towns? Yeah. Well, I mean, we all love Bowler Jack and Thurl, but the Cat Towns was driving me nuts. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It would be Caw Towns. Right. Not Cat Towns. That's like saying the NIT tournament. Wait a minute. You already put the T in turn- NIT. Yeah, and, and one time I was right. talking to a guy. He was talking about going to Phoenix College, and he kept calling it PC College. It was dry. Stop that. <sighs> driving me crazy. But Tony Towns, do you need your center to shoot threes in today's, in today's day and age? In this day and age. Yeah. You need that. Because <laughs> they don't have that. And they're reduced to playing Jeff Green. As the backup five now. Is that an issue? Yes. Henceforth, going forward, did they pay so much money for collectively for Bogey and Conley that they had to go on the cheap for the bench? Yes. They put more money into I mean, that's exactly what happened. They had more money invested in their bench and less in their starters, and the bench was good. 
Now they put together the five everybody wanted, but they invested more money in it, so they've got less money invested in the bench. Well, and it's just accentuated by the fact page for it's the, uh, no, for it the bench. It doesn't work that way. It don't. No, nope, it doesn't. Why not? And it's been accentuated by the fact that Davis Ooh, got hurt. Accentuation. Yes. Yeah, but Davis isn't an offensive player. He he'll provide no goes. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really have this conversation with you if you're going to be like this. Why? <laughs> Having some goes. <laughs> have he a does, go. He doesn't shoot from three for sure, right? No, no, he's not a three-point shooter. You're right. He does not provide goes from beyond the arc. Yeah. It's he gets you some stops. It's a new basketball language. But I don't know if he's going to give you much goes. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Williams gets a screen to his right, finds Paul George off the screen. He'll try a right wing three. Bottom! Paul George has ice in his veins on his way back home. Your L.A. Clippers beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 90-88, to improved to 8-1 and at home and 9-5 and on the young season. Are the Clippers ever going to have their lineup together? Will it matter? They're playing pretty well now. Maybe when they get everybody together, they'll play great. I guess that's the hope. Paul George played. Kawhi Leonard didn't. Some type of knee issue. And they find a way to win. They beat the Thunder 90-88. When will they get their guys together, and how good will they be? I assume pretty good. Houston Rockets. They're killing it out of the gate here, PK. And he thought that they might slip and the pairing isn't going to work. Maybe it won't work in the playoffs, but, man, it is working here early in the season. The Rockets have started 11-3. and They blew out the Blazers. 132-108. to You thought it wouldn't work. At this level? I think lots of people. Why? Because the Lakers and Clippers got all the run in the preseason. They were picked as the top two teams. And you're 11-3. You're doing the Houston. top two teams. I'm not talking about the Lakers or Clippers. I'm talking about who thought that it wouldn't work with Harden being the most prolific offensive player we have. That was going to change? No, I don't think anybody thought James Harden was going to get worse. What's the issue? Are he and Westbrook going to play well together? And are they going to win at this rate? This is a crazy rate they're winning at. Go out and win 80% of your games? Yeah, I'd have to look at their schedule and see how many games they've played that aren't against teams very good, but... The idea that Harden was going to... St- Harden's not going to stick. Yeah. And if he's shooting the way he's shooting, then they're virtually unstoppable. I mean, he's 11 of 19. Now, he's not going to put many games like that, but if he does, and especially he goes 5 of 10 from 3, forget it. You've got no chance. The Celtics, we were talking about their 10-game win streak is over. They go to Phoenix and start a new one. They beat the Suns 99-85. The Celtics holding the team to 85 points the way the game is played now. That is a really low number. Well, the Suns didn't have enough goes. Maybe we'll leave it right there. And No, no, no. We're not done. We're not no, done. The Suns didn't have enough goes. And they're talking, uh, they're uh, laying the blame of the offensive woes on the absence of Ricky Rubio. He has now become the most critical component. Because he had uh, something going on. It was either spasms or a knee. I forget. I had family at the game. So I was paying attention to that. But I also got to get in Doncic, man. This is Doncic. 
the youngest guy to join uh, LeBron with a triple-double with, that includes 40 points. We're going to see years from now that Phoenix and Sacramento are going to be this generation's version of Houston and Portland. Oh, for who they passed on, you're talking about. Houston and Portland in the Jordan draft. Yeah. Houston got a large one and got two titles instead of Jordan and six. Portland got Samboy and a broken leg and nothing. Two years that Jordan was out. But uh, so, yeah. And they drafted the Suns, Aiton. Seems to be okay. Bagley is still a young, developing player. And then there was Luka Doncic. comes in at 19. Now he's 20. And his numbers, if you play fantasy basketball, he would be the number one pick. 42 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists. He's 20 years old. Quite the reward. This is just incredible. Yeah, there was a little debate on Twitter as that game was unfolding about the greatest 20-year-old in the history of the league. And somebody had to mention, well, Magic did dominate NBA Finals Game 6 at age 20. The greatest single game ever in the history of basketball at any level, any time. And it wasn't you that tweeted that out, but that was basically the tweet. Well, it was. Yeah. No, I didn't see it, actually. I would have liked to be a a part of that uh, really unsolvable argument, but it's just for fun. And so, yeah, in my mind, Magic, is he's all that in a bag of chips. Nonetheless, Luka Doncic's numbers spectacular. It really is, man. And just to watch him, it's just, it's just incredible. And that was a debate whether they, Phoenix should take him because they had the what's-his-face, Kukoshkov, who had the experience with him in the national ball, and they didn't. Now Kukoshkov is sitting on some bench where Sacramento or something. He's actually going to become the Serbian head coach, apparently. Yeah, and... Uh, Doncic, man, if you have to draft that over just a year later, you certainly would draft him number one. He's he is incredible. It's my what I say how these these leagues just reinvent themselves with new stars who come in, and he's right there at the top of that list. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Another three by Washington. He missed this one from just across the midcourt line, and that will bring it to an end as the Cats hang on to win it over Utah Valley here at Rupp Arena, 82-74. No massive upset, PK. No. It's a loss at Kentucky. I watched some of that game. UVU beaten 82-74. They courted themselves well. Nobody thought they were going to go in there. And I think that's great that they would want to play. I assume that's a carryover from Mark Pope. I don't know that uh, Madsen jumped on that schedule, but he took it. And just to, to have that experience, I've been in that arena, and it's pretty cool. You know, Obviously, it's as big as you're going to get. So Utah Valley looks like they, they got something. And they got some players there. Washington that he just spoke of. I mean, it's, it was 47-47 in the second half. You know, and I, and I realize Kentucky's not playing with the intensity that they will play once they get into the league and so forth. I understand all that, but I thought it was a good showing by the Wolverines. Southern Utah was down big early. Ended up losing at UCLA 76-61. Look at the locals going to the going to the big arenas, going to Pauley Pavilion. Yeah, and others playing Mississippi Valley. There it is. And Utah State. Beating up on Texas San Antonio. I thought I saw a Scott from a, a tweet from Scotty G about uh, 
Utah State had to be careful with these guys and basically I don't see it now. Did he take it down or did I attribute it to the wrong person? No, I saw it too. Yeah. Backcourt shooting like 47% yeah, of the Yeah, look out for these guys. Well, once 82 you, once, to 50. Once you invite fandom into the equation, then you become obscure in your judgment. That's nothing new. Aggies by 32, quite comfortable. Nothing to worry about there. 5-0 and now. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Everybody wants to talk about, well, was it this since the Penn State game, the second half, or, you know, why is your team better? What's the biggest thing? I mean, uh, the team's just been improving, been getting better. I mean, you can't, can't plant potatoes one day and expect to eat potato salad the next day. There's some time, time to develop. Jim Harbaugh. Farm and food references right there, PK. Yeah, except LSU gets a brand new quarterback and they're undefeated. And Ohio State gets a brand new quarterback and they're undefeated. And so that's just the way of saying, hey, don't blame me. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. I know I haven't won the big games, but don't blame me. Just go out and say that rather than use some metaphor to try to get to your point. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to come some slack. Okay, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say, get to the point and say what you really mean. Michigan, 15th ranked, 8-2. and two. Wolverine fans would and prefer that's great, them. But in the you top know, for five. them, somehow, it's right. not good enough. No, they want to be in the top five, not in the top 15. I think it's fine. Because but, Ohio State, but they've been trailing Ohio State for a while now. Right, so he has to come up with an excuse. And, so, and it's true, but yet the others, you don't want to hear that. The fans don't want to hear excuses. They want to hear in Michigan that they are the Big Ten champs. They've beaten Ohio State, and they're off to the playoffs. So don't, no one cares about the schedule or this or that. Just we didn't, we weren't good enough to win those games. We we're good enough to win these games. That's all that matters. Tua Tagovailoa had his surgery. The Alabama team surgeon prognosis is excellent. Full recovery. They can begin athletic. Activity in about three months. He's already playing the ukulele. Big also, in the Polynesian community, the ukulele. He also got a concussion on that play and a broken nose, but the hip is the story. So, the message there to the NFL go ahead, use that draft pick. He's the guy. He'll be back. See if NFL teams are buying that. But I'm sure they will. He'll, he'll be drafted if he wants to come out because he's only a junior. Contract extension for Kalani Sataki. He had a deal that ran through next season. Now he's got a deal that runs through 2023. So a deal for the next four years. Yeah, we'll get to that. There's no, no, we don't have time here. We got some more scores we need to report, but uh, I've got thoughts. We're actually out of scores. We didn't do NFL. There was a game last night. Did I miss that one? DJ and PK. (laughs) Hashtag NFL. Oops. Rivers takes the snap at his belt. Frank Clark coming for him. A fade route right side. It's intercepted. 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 Dirty Dan Sorensen picks it off. One of the biggest interceptions for Dirty Dan's career. And the Chiefs shut the gate on Phillip Rivers. There was no game in Mexico last night. The Chiefs did not win 24-17. That's not a score. I forgot to put it on there, didn't I? Four picks for Phillip Rivers. That was the fourth one. He threw two of them late. Giving away that many turnovers. The Chiefs' defense has had issues, but the Chargers couldn't get enough goes, PK. The Chiefs got plenty of stops. Thanks for all those TOs. Okay. Chiefs now 7-4. and four. 
it puts them in the mix among the better teams in the conference, but it looks like they are sitting a notch below, a full notch below the Ravens and the Patriots, who look like the best two teams. You're shaking your head. Well, get in the postseason, and then we'll find out who's better. Miles Garrett will be appealing his indefinite suspension for striking Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph in the head with his helmet. It's indefinite? I thought it was just this season. It's indefinite at least this season is what they said. Garrett expected to be in attendance for the hearing. See what they do with him at the end of that. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Derek Jeter among 18 newcomers for the 2020 Major League Baseball Hall of Fame ballot. Cliff Lee, Jason Giambi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I looked over that list and Jeter Paul was the only one. Jeter's going in by himself. Well, the Veterans Committee could do some stuff there. But, uh, Alfonso Soriano. No. I mean, all good players. PK was a good player for the White Sox. Arizona kid. But I don't know that he's Hall of Fame worthy. If Murphy isn't in the Hall of Fame, I wouldn't put Kernerko in. Derek Jeter flying solo. Again, the Veterans Committee could put in guys, so it may not be all by himself. All right, DJ and PK, brought to you in part by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, Tim Brando, play-by-play broadcaster for Fox. He was on the call of the Ute game. Talked a lot about the playoff. He's going to join us coming up at 9 o'clock. All right, coming up next, contract extension, BYU. Kalani Sataki is going to be the guy as he gets three more years on his deal, so he's signed up for the next four years. Your reaction to that? It started on Facebook last night. We will get to that coming up next, 855 855- Three four zero zone, and of course, PK. You can't put up a question like that without parallels being drawn to the University of Utah, the rivalry in all things, including Kalani's New Deal. We'll get to that next, DJ and PK. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5-1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz. Give up a 23-4 run in the middle of the fourth quarter and lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 112-102. Jazz are at Minnesota Wednesday night. Tonight in the NBA, the Thunder just beaten by the Clippers and will now play the Lakers as they go back-to-back. That's on NBA TV tonight at 8.30, following the Blazers and the Pelicans at 6 o'clock. Also tonight, college basketball. Weber State hosts West Coast Baptist. That game at the D Event Center at 7 o'clock. Top of the Wire brought to you by Homie. Buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. I want to see Utah get into the playoff, and the biggest reason why I want to see it happen is because they would not just get their t-shirt and get out of there. There's a few no-shows that have taken place in the playoff. Utah, physically, also with run game, offense, defense, Utah would walk into the postseason, and even if they were an underdog, they'd be right there. This is a team that is weathered and experienced and veteran group. Kyle Whittingham, I don't think he's having to lift the team to this level. Whittingham got them here. 
Now he's got this veteran group coaching themselves, and that's when you have championship caliber. They are worthy of being mentioned, and in June, when we were talking about it, I was the one that was like, I'm not sure they're worthy of being mentioned in it, and they are today. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I'm excited to keep coaching, keep working, you know, so just thankful to, first of all, to our players and uh, hard work and the belief they have in, in, in the system and our program. And I'm just thankful to the administration, you know, Tom Homo, President Worthen for all their hard work and uh, their belief in me and my coaches and the uh, support staff. Everyone that's been involved with BYU, just has so much gratitude coming from me. I just on behalf of me and my family, just thank you. So well, my family and I, we love it here in Provo. And we're looking forward to spending more time here. Listen Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to the Black Crows. The Black Crows, Chris and Rich Robinson, reunite for a 30-year anniversary celebration of their landmark quintuple platinum debut album, Shake Your Moneymaker, for a 2020 world tour. See them play the album in its entirety, plus all the hits when they come to USANA Amphitheater on Tuesday, September 1st. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. There's Kalani Satake. He's got the contract extension. It's been a story all season long, PK. And as soon as they hit bowl eligibility, there it is for him. Yeah, and I think the bowl eligibility is the key there. And I think mostly a lot of contracts, they put it in. If you get a bowl, you get another year. So we'll see if it extends beyond 2023. If he wants it, certainly we want it for him. I think on a personal level, all of us feel good. I asked Kyle Whittingham about it yesterday and Obviously, they're longtime friends, and he feels good about it because everybody likes Kalani. That's not an issue. The guy has this ability to connect with people in a manner that is so impressive. He always makes you feel like you're important when you're around him, and that's something that everybody who's had any interaction with him can see that and feel that. So on that personal level, every single one of us is happy for him. That's for sure. And you get into why I believe it was the correct move for the Cougars. Bronco was his predecessor, and it was clear Bronco's heart wasn't in independence. We talked to that Texas, Austin, Texas reporter. Brian Davis. In the time that he was doing a thing over the summer on each of the Texas Longhorns' opponents. And so he talked to Bronco over the summer, and he told us that he was surprised that after they talked about the team, Bronco basically unloaded about how they've got to get into a conference. We all remember that, right? And so, right, you remember that. I do remember that, yes. Bronco initiated it. Bronco clearly had something that he wanted to share, a point of view he wanted to get out there. Right. And the Austin guy didn't know he was going to get that story, but he was pretty happy to get it. Sure, yeah. And that happens sometimes. And Bronco's heart wasn't in independence. And when you look at Bronco, well, clearly he had won multiple conference titles in a pretty good football conference. You know, with with TCU and Utah and then whether it's Colorado State, San Jose State, Air Force, one of these other teams are usually you can count on one of those teams to be an okay. And Boise hadn't been in yet. It would have been really good if everybody stayed in the added Boise for sure. But. But he's comparing to what he had, and also, too, what he had was Utah was in the conference. Now, all of a sudden, they're out. Utah's in the Pac-12 of all places. They land in the, you know, exactly where everybody wants to be on this side of the country. And so Bronco wanted out. And he, and he was open. He's vocal. Fine. That was his point. All right? And then he took the big money to go to Virginia. So be it. Kalani comes in and knows nothing but independence. 
And he brings something to the table that nobody else brought. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody in the history of BYU football. Nobody. I'll take the word nobody from that last paragraph. Yeah, nobody. Right? Lavelle didn't bring it. Croton didn't bring it. Bronco didn't bring it. Kalani could sell the BYU experience because he lived it. And nobody else did. And so now more than ever, you need to sell the vision of the BYU experience. That's one of the selling points that they have. Because they don't play for a conference title. And their bowl, once they get six wins, they're the first team that got an official bowl bid, right? Because they basically have had it for years. So there's no mystery. And somehow that's viewed as a negative. If it is, so be it. If you can spin it either way. But it's viewed by some as a negative. And so with that, and then November schedule, actually, if you look at November schedule next year, it's actually really good. But most of the time, you know, they're going across the country to play somebody on uh, slow-mo television or whatever the hell that is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Flow football. Yeah. Uh, that right. part's right, but I have more of PK on the I second know. part. Comma. Comma what? Yeah. Whatever the hell that is. Yeah. So that's not going to get anybody excited. So you need to sell it in a different manner. Kalani can walk to walk because he talked to talk, or verse vice versa. You know, I'm trying to sound cool here. I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of out of my own crib. The point, the point stuff is coming off my dome here. Clearly, yeah. the point is he played football at BYU. <laughs> he played for a year. He went on a mission for two. Yeah. He missed the Cotton Bowl season. That was when he was gone. And he came back and he finished out his eligibility at the Y. Right. So. And they need that. They need that more than ever. And they need this genuine dude who isn't perfect. I don't know if you know, but Kalani has a tattoo. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if people knew that. but uh, So he's not running around Let's here. get the breaking news, Senator Yock. This perfect family, this perfect human being. I talked to him last year about it. Uh, about how people thought, well, he couldn't be tough enough. And he said, oh, piss me off and see. You remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. So, and, and he made hard decisions. He, he had obviously made the decision before the end of the season that Detmer was gone because it came out the Monday, the morning of. And I remember tweeting right. it out that <clears throat> Detmer's fired. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Yes, he was. Shut up. We all knew it was coming. And he made decisions this year that ruffled feathers on the coaching staff. So he can make the tough decisions. We got a lot of feedback from people. 855-340-ZONE. Kevin posted one because, you know, you got to have a Ute comparison in all things here. Uh, They are going in the right direction. Ute fans like to act all high and mighty now, but it wasn't long ago. There was a question about Whittingham being anything more than mediocre, and now he's the best thing since sliced bread. Mm, okay, there's... I would say I that don't Nikos, think that's necessarily a knock. I think that's truth. I think that's fact. Yeah. I think that actually, if you look at Kyle's 15-year career, those questions have reared their head twice. At the start, the first two and a half years were not glorious. He's a little over 500. And then, man, it clicked into place, and he had three and a half years in the Mountain West that were awesome. And then after a good first year in the Pac-12, he had the back-to-back five and sevens, and the questions reared their head again. And now five of the last six years have been really good. Yeah, well, so I can't argue with numbers. So that that's like that. twice in his career that the win-loss thing, you know, the most important thing, you can have all the other stuff, but as you like to point out, if you don't win, 
Yeah, you thanks can, for you playing. Can, you can do as much service project exactly. stuff in the community and, that you want. And a nice. he went he went forty one and seven over one stretch, and now you're going to have six yeah. years and nine or ten wins. And it was all about the more. Pac twelve. The other stretch yeah. was nice back then, but the question remained after two five and sevens: Can he coach at this level against this type of competition, against this type of coaching, which is perceived as better? Uh, whether the, certainly the competition is better, whether the coaching is better. Uh, I, you know, that, that's debatable. Coaches, good coaches can be literally at any level. I don't necessarily attach the level of competition to the quality but of the coach. The question was, was he going to be able to win in the Pac-12? And so he has, and he's answered that resolvingly. Yes, they've got an elite program that absolutely deserves to be in the playoff. Stop tweeting at me. So. No. With, stopping tweeting. With that in mind. Kalani has the program, I believe, in a better spot than it was a couple years back. And you, know, you can argue with uh, Bronco. But Bronco was still recruiting kids into the mountain, from the Mountain West era. So it's a little uh, apples and kumquats there. Uh, whereas what, what if Bronco had flushed it out and stayed longer and all those of his recruits were from the independent era. We don't know would the program be better than it is now. I can't. So, I can guess, but I wouldn't know for sure. That's a totally legit question. Yeah. And just look at the basketball program where Dave Rose stayed longer, and there is definitely there's what he did in the Mountain West. Then there's the first few years, and you see NCAA tournament bids, the, the Dayton deal where you got to play on Tuesday, uh-huh. and you see like a four year window of that, and then you see a stretch where. Now he's got the kids that recruited the West Coast Conference, and they weren't even able to get that. They were playing in the NIT multiple times. So yes. to your point about transitioning out of a conference, now Dave didn't transition to independence, but still the transition to Western West Coast Conference. You go oh, back severe and look, drop. Look at, the, look at the records, yeah. look at the NCAA tournament appearances. You can clearly see one drop immediately and a second drop later when he doesn't have Mountain West players anymore. And the it's Mountain, clear as day. Mountain West yeah. was a decent basketball league. West Coast is not. It wants to be, but it's not. And that's some nice teams. Gonzaga is a very good team. It's a national program. And so we see that. So Kalani, is he knows nothing else but independence. He has to make this work. Bronco didn't have to make it work. He could go to Virginia. Yeah. And he did. And he did. And he doubled his salary. Hats off to you and all those other guys that he took with him. I, I know literally what they were making before and what they're making now as a public institution. You can see that. And a couple of them told me what they were making at BYU on the way out the door. And, you know, it was more than double. They had to take those jobs. And they did. And great, great on them because there's a few guys there that I knew very well and wish them nothing but the success. Kalani's not in that situation. Kalani can't right now roll out and double his salary, too, because he doesn't have the resume that Bronco had. So he has to make this work. And like the San Diego reporter sort of blindsided him after the the game. Uh, who they play? Utah State? No, who was that? Who it was? No, who was it? A couple weeks back. Um, and so he's asking him about. It was never they were here for basketball, right? But up to the football yeah. game. Yeah, I don't know who the opponent was that weekend. Yeah. figure it out. Come on. So you you guys are schedules, and you, you can't even figure it out. You can't help me in my hour of need. You both suck. So. He blindsides Kalani about the independence. You know, he says, you got to talk to management, essentially. And just what, nothing I can do about it here. This is, I chose to come here knowing full well they were in an independent. 
and there was nothing I could do about it either way. So that's essentially the message, whereas Bronco had no problem speaking out on it because he didn't choose to come there, and things changed around him. And so Kalani is full-fledged into this. He's your guy. I don't BYU fans, do you disagree? Because this is the way I see it. And yeah, I have a bias because I want to see him succeed. There's no doubt about it. I want to see him have success. He can go to Timbuktu State, and I'd want to have him to want to see him have success because we all like him. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I, I'll give you a little story uh, when he was getting being interviewed, and it was clear. I believe that Kalani was Tom's first choice within reason. He wasn't going to get Kyle. He wasn't going to get Andy Reid. On the, among the realistic candidates. Kalani was Tom's first choice. So it was clear that it was going to get done. And so, you know, we're all texting him about, hey, Kalani, blah, 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 blah. Well, he went quiet, right, as he should. Well, on Christmas Day, I get a text from him. Hey, you know, sorry I couldn't respond. I, you, know, you know, and I wish you and your family the best. I look forward to working with you here, blah, blah, blah. On Christmas Day, I mean, you guy owes me no explanation. On Christmas Day, he decides that this is something he needs to tell me. Well, do I not love the guy? Of course I do. Do I not want him to see have success? Of course I do. I just think he is the right guy. Who else? And if there's no other reason, who else are you going to get? See, that to me weighs really heavy in this discussion. Because you talk to people who do this for a living, and they're like, well, you shouldn't decide based on who else is out there. You should decide, can this person do this? But you got to have a candidate in mind, particularly I, a pro. I think that, and I've been told you got to decide if this person can do this. Another one you've been told. You were told something yesterday, and now today you've been told. You've been told a lot of stuff. Well, I count on the stuff I'm told because I can't figure that <laughs> stuff out for myself. I love it when you've been told. I get all tingly. It's probably more than we wanted to know. Well, I mean, but I know something big is going to come out. When you say I've been told. Antennas go up. It doesn't look like there's a long list of candidates. There never who would is come in. You. Right. That's number one. You're right. Yeah. Who would come in and do better? I agree with you. If I, you change now when they finally have a little momentum. You starting over, and it's one thing I told you with Herm Edwards. I hate that, and ASU has been doing it for forty years. Every five years, well, now I got to give the guy another two to three years to get right. it going. Cool. So there's another two or three years down the friggin' right. drain, because he's just going to say, "Well, you know, we're building a program here. I'm sick of building a bleeping program." Get it built already. But no, they haven't. For 40 years, yeah, they have an occasional nice season. I get that. You know, that's the clock. Broken clock is right twice a day. The blind squirrel, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's not about whether you can win eight, seven, nine games, ten games one year. It's can you have sustaining power? Can you sustain what you're doing? You know, like Utah, you spent five out of six years, I think you said. To me, that's sustaining. You know, whereas next year, we'll see. Well, I'm going to cut them some slack. If they only win seven or eight games, eh, that's fine. Because then they're building again. You know, and so have some sustaining power. No one's asking every single year. But what Utah has done since those five and sevens has been outstanding. And you got some momentum here finally. So build it a little bit. See where it can go. and Which is what they're going to do. Unless he takes off for a better job. <laughs> And there's nothing you can do about it. You'll, BYU, you'll always be underpaid relative to what the competition can pay. 
That's never going to change, and for some goofy reason, they take pride in that. Well, he's got to handle these next two schedules before he can take advantage of that. Yeah, next year's schedule, I mean, they play six power fives, and they also have Houston, Boise, uh, obviously Utah State. It the looks o- like the only guarantee is, uh, is it north or south Alabama? I forget which Alabama, which side of the state it's on. Next it's still, year's north. north it's north. Alabama. Whereas this year they have the guaranteed three win, win three game win streak built in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next, next year they got one, and one so game looks, win streak, and it's the that's right, North Alabama. You can have this one, but no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah but the, tough, gr- tough. the group of five teams on paper a year out all look like upper level group of five teams. Well, yeah, I would agree. I mean, who knows for sure? When right, we, it's on paper. When, when you get there, you can find out they're in their fourth string quarterback and they're. Three and seven or whatever, and I will say, man, if you don't beat Utah next year, when the heck are you going to beat them? Well, the next answer would be after Kyle's. I don't know that you are going to beat them, but if you don't beat them them next next year, year. when you're going to have a quarterback, yeah, you'll have multiple. Yeah, you'll have multiple guys (laughs) who've had experience, (laughs) and they'll be breaking in a new guy. Right, so you ought to get them, and if you don't get them, then I don't know that you ought to get them. But all I'm saying is if you don't get them next well, yeah, year. It feels to me like you ought to beat them once in a decade. But if you don't beat them next year, you won't beat them once in a decade. Yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, I, I can't say that you will or you won't. But uh, I'm just saying that. Uh, but the answer then becomes, well, after Kyle. If the Utes win again, then the answer on when BYU beats Utah so will be. So it's AK? AK. After Kyle. <laughs> Not after midnight? Possibly, if it's uh, you know an eight forty-five. Uh, you gonna let check. it all hang down? Yeah, that might be the only way to do it. Win it about you know ten after twelve. Dramatic kick late. This was the right move, and they needed to get it done, and they did. I like the way they did it. Make it you know Tom Homo flashing the the uh, the kids in the locker room when he opens his trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> What? You know what? <laughs> That's why you said it. Isn't that what he did? <laughs> sure, we'll go with that narrative. Jacket, trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Make it seem as weird as possible. <laughs> well, it's something to play it up, right? Nothing wrong with that. I think that's uh, that's great news. And he's uh, and Kyrus Tonga yesterday saying that I felt like I got the extension. Now, Kyrus has already said, and if he can get drafted, he's out the door, and more power to you, man. Go make money. So, uh, But he feels like, I felt like I got the extension. I appreciated him saying that. And he's happy for his family. His family, I've met his wife a hundred times, and yeah, the guy's a real dude, man. He's just a ground-level real dude trying to do a job. With He's got warts, and he's got weaknesses, and all, everything that everybody else has. And trying to build it. And this, he has the toughest job of any BYU coach since Lavelle Edwards built it in the early 70s. Wouldn't we all agree with that? Because of independence. And just in the way everything has changed. Oh, okay. And independence they've, they've being on the list. But, but yeah. Utah's in the Pac 12, and the money has just gone berserk. Yeah. And you don't have access to it the way all these other schools have access. Stanford's coming in and recruiting guys that used to go to BYU. And, you and know. putting his staff together, he wanted to hire somebody from Utah. The guy's no longer at Utah. And Kyle said, go go get your offer, and I'll just pay you more. Yeah, how much are you making? Yeah. Okay. 
And so, and and this is, gosh, this is from the people literally involved. I'm not making this up. This is literally the people involved told me this exactly. And it's the guy that Kalani wanted, Kyle just said, no, I'm keeping you. Yeah, whatever you tell me what you mean, we'll, we'll give you more. And so, of course, the guy's going to stay. He's since moved on, but uh, and, and BYU can't compete salary wise. They rarely can compete anything that has the the metrics of all the other teams out there that they play on the field. They can't compete off the field. Tennessee metrics. SEC money, list them, list them. <laughs> SEC yeah. money, SEC yeah. network, right? USC. Uh, never mind. Let's yeah. try to compare them to USC. Yeah, on down the line. Yeah, Washington, Utah. Yeah, exactly. Check it off. The teams coming up in the future, similar mm-hmm. deal. Uh huh. And other coaches have told us because I think you've heard it too that the academics at BYU now for all the other stuff that we talk about that's more obvious. It's harder than ever to get kids in. One more hurdle to to cross on your I way. I tried to, to get, get my MBA get. from BYU, and they rejected me. ASU's got billboards up around town. You need but MBA I know, but them. I want to stay here. I called the president of the NBA. I said, let's go out for coffee and talk about it. The president of the NBA. At BYU, yeah. I said, meet me for coffee. And we could discuss my getting in. He said, I don't I- think... And this is going to work, Brother Kinahan. I can help facilitate that if you'd like me to. The president of the NBA? Uh-huh. Would he go out for me and have a cup of coffee? Sure, why not? He may have, you know, post him or something. <laughs> post him. All I wanted was a latte. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 855-340-ZONE. Grab your phone. Use the app. Send us your take. Use the open mic. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. I think that at this point, the saying the best thing since sliced bread can just go away because every single invention since the sliced bread machine um, is better. So let's just get rid of that now. That's Jill checking in, and there are a lot of sliced bread references coming in on Facebook now. Really? Yeah, people are really embracing sliced bread. And you know what's wild? Is that Betty White is older than sliced bread. That's crazy. Yeah. And she's 97. She'll be 98 in... January. She's actually older. So sliced bread is a relatively new phenomenon. When did we start slicing bread as a After Betty was born. And she was born January 17th, 1922. Join the big show Wednesday from 3 to 6 at Homie, 10355 South Jordan Gateway in South Jordan. Kalani Satake gets the contract extension through 2023. What does it mean? It's great news for Salami. Salami? Yeah. Talking with Kalani after his press conference yesterday, he said, why didn't they just put extend salami on it for me? (laughs) 
Yeah, the extension of salami is not bad. So what does it mean? Got a lot of you twaying in. Steven means, I hope, Steven sends in, I hope BYU can become one of the best G5 teams. They're not G5. Yeah, let me just say, Utes, stick it. Tyson, it means nobody else would take the job. Utes, stick it. (laughs) I'm coming clean. I hate your uniforms. I hate your coach. I hate your football program. I hope you just lose every game. Chad says it means four more Hawaii Bowls. Utes, stick it. Gosh, I hate them. Hate everything about them. Entire organization. Classless. Colorado Ute says this should be the main focus of your interview with Kyle this week. Of course, you already knew that. Yeah, because I love BYU more than I love Utah. Okay, are you happy? Chad says it's more like you couldn't coach next year's team to a bowl game with that roster. Man, such negativity. No, this is no longer. I've, I've had it in here. I thought we were the rot. The room of truth? But now we're the rop. Oh, I thought we were the roar. No. We're, this is, we're the room of rivalry right no, now. No, we're the room of popularity. <laughs> Not yet we aren't. We'll have to change. Right now we're the room of rivalry. Look at that, man. There's my man right there. Extend Kalani. Right there on ESPN. Yep, there it is. Hugging Santiago, it looks like. Is that Santiago's bald dome behind us? I believe it yeah, is. Yeah, look at that. Oh, there. I'm never going to see it. Tom Homo. He's getting ready. He's unzipping a trench coat. There it is. Extend Kalani. Yes, and they hug on ESPN. There's Tonga dancing right there. They're dancing in the locker room. They're holding their kids up. This is a great moment, so bleep you, youths. Every single one of you, top to bottom. See, and look at, and look at what's her face, Hannah. She's all warm and tingly. She's smiling now. This is exactly the kind of news that TV people love. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Beautiful news. I'm so happy because I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Give me Farrell, will you? Because right now I'm so happy. Yes. There. I'm wallowing in it. Extend Kalani. I knew something big was coming when Homo opened that coat, unzippered it. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather not. But yes, I do. (laughs) Sadly. I just tweeted the video out, so if you're wondering what it is, you can see it on Twitter already. And you're not watching ESPN because you're driving now. What what video? Check it out. That video right there. The video of of not Hannah. No, of the locker room. Because anytime Hannah smiles, that's a good day for me. (laughs) Well, then every day is a good day for you. Because I'm happy. At some point in the hour, she will find a reason to smile. Yeah, but I mean, on the TV, everyone, ESPN's have their partners with ESPN. Utah, do you have a big partnership? Your partnership is with some network that nobody can see. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz going down to defeat, beaten by Minnesota. What went wrong? What happened? We will get to that next. Stay with us.